Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Drew Harden, a speaker, an author, also the founder and CEO of Blue Compass. Hey, Drew, thank you so much for being in the show. It's an honor Absolutely. and I appreciate it a lot. Absolutely, June. I appreciate the opportunity. Good to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And with the previous episodes, um, I interviewed some CMO, one from the pretty big company in the um, New York which is uh, also a CMO, and he started his career as a skateboarder. And there, this young guy who have a marketing firm who started his career as a um, hockey player. So they used their persistence and determination uh, to propel them with, with the career that, that they have in marketing. So that's the thing I'm curious about. Drew, how did you start your career that brought you to where you're at right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I started out getting an internship at a video production company when I was 19, many years ago. And so I worked there as an intern for about three years, and then I was hired after I graduated from college, and I worked there for another three years. So it was really good. I got some great agency experience. I learned about serving clients. Uh, I was a designer and an animator, mostly worked on video projects, and you know, after I had been there, including the internship about six years, I started to really develop a love for digital and the web, but there wasn't a huge opportunity to do that kind of work at this agency. And in addition to that, you know, the culture had gotten a little negative at this place, and that was really troubling to me. I really loved working at a positive, fun, supportive place. And so because of those two things in 2007, I decided that it would be fantastic to start my own business. And I knew I couldn't do it myself. And so a guy that I worked with there, had a good relationship with, uh, his name was Carrie, uh, agreed to join me on this endeavor. And we ended up quitting our jobs and starting Blue Compass. And so we didn't have any funding. We didn't have much of a business plan. We didn't have any clients. And I don't know if it was the smartest way to start a business, but, you know, June, we were really blessed over the years. And thankfully, you know, we started building websites, uh, businesses started paying attention and being interested. And uh, over the years, we started adding search engine optimization and other digital marketing services to that. And our team grew from two to now we're at about three dozen. That's pretty amazing. And actually, I want to delve in more further about marketing, but this is something that I'm really curious about, like about your book, like about leadership and culture. So my question is, um, where does the good culture start at work? That's a great question. I think the good culture starts with the leaders. You know, it's an essential ingredient to any office culture, to have a leader that cares about the team, that wants to connect with the team, that's passionate about creating a positive environment, and a leader who treats people really well. So I think good culture starts with a good leader. But of course, everyone who works at the organization is an essential ingredient. And so, you know, as we built the Blue Compass culture, it's been really important for us, you know, not just for me as the CEO, but for everyone we add to our team, for us to ensure that they're positive, that they're not out for themselves, that they're team players, that they care about one another. And I think that's really, really helped us build a great culture. 
totally agree with that one. Totally agree. And um, I will take the opportunity because, again, uh, culture and uh, leadership, it's pretty interesting, especially in, in building a business. So the, what's the efficient way to do it? Like, is it like creating first a good culture or there's always a culture, right? It always, it, yeah. it always like exists. Or what's the best way to do it? Like create one or eliminate the bad ones? Well, I like, what's think the best that- approach. Yeah. If you're starting a business, then you get to start from scratch. And I think it's important to always, always emphasize your culture. And if you already have a culture, there's probably some things that would be good to eliminate from your culture. You know, um, I came from a toxic workplace culture, so no culture is perfect, but I think it's extremely important to first define your values as an organization. And that's one of the ways we've been successful with our culture here. And we have five value statements. We are positive. We grow our expertise. We give clients our best. We support one another and we reject drama and gossip. And I've learned, you know, over the years as the CEO, that my number one purpose here is to make those values known, to live them out myself, and to help others do the same. And if I can do that, if we can create a great environment where people follow those values, I mean, we're all going to have a fun, positive time. There's going to be laughter in the office. We're not going to be looking over our shoulders because someone's out there trying to take our credit. Mm. That positive environment leads to really, really good um, working conditions that people love and don't want to leave. And so I think you know, it's first defining your values, you know, setting those targets about where you want your, your organization to go. And then secondly, yeah, maybe it's defining, you know, where are some areas where we're falling short and looking at ways to correct those. Totally agree with that one. And what comprises a good leader, by the way? Well, I think a good leader is first of all, someone who really cares someone who cares about the team. Yes, he said. And I think a lot of times, you know, businesses and especially big corporations get in trouble where the CEO and the leaders are just under so much pressure to please the shareholders and to get, you know, higher quarterly numbers. And those aren't bad things necessarily, but there's so much pressure on them in some cases to do those things that it becomes easier for those leaders to start sweeping the team members under the rug, putting more pressure on them and uh, not helping them out. And so you got to care, first of all, I think you got to it sounds cliche, but put people first. People and relationships manage even more than billable Mm -hmm. hours. And I think if you put the people first, if you put your team first then ultimately long-term profits and success will come. And, you know, maybe in the short term, if you push people around and pile too much work on them and treat them poorly, maybe just Mm -hmm. for a month or two, you could get higher revenue, but it's not going to last. And that's not great, not a great uh, sustainable business plan. And so, you know, I think the workplace has changed. People want more from their jobs. People require more from their employer. They want to work for someone they believe in. They want to work for someone who has the right values. They want to do something that matters. And I think deep down, we all want to know that the work we do matters and makes a difference. And so a leader has to be someone who cares, who communicates, who listens, a lot of times leaders don't listen. It's one of the things we've tried to do really hard at Blue Compass. Uh, on all our offices, we have no doors. 
And we did that purposely okay. because we didn't just want an open door policy. We wanted a no door policy. So anyone at any time can come into any of our leadership's offices and talk with them and share ideas. And, you know, leaders have to be willing to listen, have to be, you know, at least someone transparent, willing to communicate and willing to put people first. That's just, just, that's just amazing. Like the sincerity in your answer, I, I like it a lot. Like that's what makes Blue Compass survive and thrive for over 17 years. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, you know, we're not perfect. We don't have a perfect culture, but we have a really, really good culture. And we've had our struggles throughout the year, but I think it's so important that we follow these values because it does seem to make a difference. It helps people stick around longer and it helps us even win new business. I mean, when you have a great culture, your people are happier, your team enjoys their work more and clients can tell that difference. That's amazing. And a family, aside from the business perspective, uh, because all business owners, they have their own family as well, which drives them to, to have their business in the first place. Sure. But um, uh, as a family, it also needs like leadership and culture. So Drew, I'm, I'm just curious, what's the difference between the having this culture and leadership in a family and also at work? Like, What's the yeah. difference between these? Is it like the, the same or how does it work? I think they're probably more similar than they are different. That's a great question. And, you know, I'm a dad. Uh, my wife and I have two boys. And for me, I think a lot of the principles of a good leader at home and at work are the same. It's, you know, treating your family with respect, putting them first, caring about them, instilling great values in them, um, teaching them, you know, the value of working hard and of caring about others. So I think obviously there's, there's some differences here or there, but I think ultimately leadership is leadership and it's all connected around caring about people, helping them grow and listening to them and valuing them. Okay. I just want to take the opportunity to ask that question. And again, I appreciate that answer. I can I can see the sincerity uh, with the answer that you provided. And with this um, leadership and culture that you have, there are a lot of changes still happening outside. So uh, what do you think like the, the biggest challenge that your company have faced uh, so far and how did you like overcome it? Oh, that's a great question. So the biggest challenge we've faced as a company? Wow. Well, so... We've been around for 15 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And again, we started from, you know, just a two-person two person organization. And so I can't express to you the number of challenges <laughs> we've faced. <over. laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And, and I've faced, I would say, you know, this is a vague answer, June, but one of the, one of the struggles that I've seen is it's really difficult for an organization to grow beyond the the level of their leaders and in other words you know if you're a leader and you decide you know i'm pretty comfortable i'm going to stay where i'm at that's going to limit your department your organization your goals so i've learned over the years that i have to keep growing and learning and progressing as a person and if i don't do that it's really going to hinder blue compass it's really going to hurt my organization when a leader grows everyone wins. And so the first thing I would say is probably, you know, the majority of the troubles and issues and problems we've experienced over the years is 
because I wasn't a better leader is because I didn't do a better job. It's because I didn't grow enough. And so I've learned that, you know, as a leader, I have to keep reading. I have to keep listening to the right podcasts. Uh, for me, I have to keep writing and thinking and developing myself. And, you know, that's a, why one of our values here at Blue Compass is that we grow our expertise, whether it's expertise in website development or digital marketing or leadership, we all have to grow and become better. So probably one of the, one of the biggest challenges we've faced at Blue Compass is my youth and lack of experience and inadequacies as a young leader when we started because I was very young and, and I simply didn't know a lot like that a lot like that and um can you share like a specific uh, aside from this um the, the, again the culture and the leadership is there like a specific tactic or tools in marketing that have been like particularly effective in growing your business that you've used sure so we're a digital marketing agency and you know we build and develop websites for organizations all over the country and uh, search engine optimization is really big for us, but we also do yeah. content marketing and you know online ads and social media marketing and everything in between. I would say that just the practice of creating really good, valuable, valuable, uh, unique, original content has really helped us and our our clients. And many years ago, you know, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, this was something that we were really pushing on our clients. You know, creating great quality content. And when you do that, it's a great way for you to prove you're the expert instead of just claiming it. And mm -hmm. I think that's helped us stand apart. We've always created a lot of great content, whether that's blog articles or videos. And then in addition to that, when we write content or create you know, videos, we create them in a really search engine friendly way. So we create mm -hmm. them in a way that's really compatible with Google and that Google likes as well to enable more people to find those. So um, I think great original content combined with really good SEO tactics have helped us stand out and become more well-known and helped us grow as a company. 100%, 100%. And another question that I got, um, do you think without this traditional marketing that we do like SEO, um, just basic website do you think a business will still thrive and grow as what you've did with your business with just good relationship and referrals alone i think it depends on the business you know there are some organizations out there that especially if it's a smaller organization you know that can probably do well if they you know just base it on relationships and nothing more maybe if it's a really small business or a very specific industry but for the most part I think that it really, really benefits a brand to have a strong online presence. Uh, sometimes we'll hear organizations say, oh, you know, SEO doesn't really matter to us. You know, our website doesn't really matter. Our business is word of mouth. And mm -hmm. I understand that sentiment and that makes sense in some cases. But today, you know, your online presence is your word of mouth. If you go to coffee with someone and they're talking about uh, asking questions about, you know, what you do or what type of brand you have, what your business does, and you share it with them, you know, probably one of the th first things they do when they go back to their desk or their phone is they're going to be Googling you, trying to find your mm -hmm. website. And maybe they forgot what your 
organization's name was. So they're going to Google your industry, Google your services, and hopefully you'll come up higher there. So it's obviously, you know, after the, this many years, it, it's essential to have a good online presence, to have a, a, a website that doesn't look like it was developed in the 90s, that's mobile friendly, <laughs> that conveys your story in a really positive way, that has great content. And of course, to have, you know, the appropriate um uh, accounts on you know whatever social media makes mm -hmm. sense for your brand as well that's amazing because somehow uh, a lot of companies like neglect um like uh, digital marketing especially for for the um like uh, like small to medium size because they're like solely um like relying to referrals and also like a word of mouth but if you want to scale further i totally agree with you um, you can do word of mouth through like the online presence that you got. So 100%. So what advice can you give to other businesses owners like wanted to succeed in the industry, same as you do? To succeed in the digital marketing succeed industry? In, yeah, digital marketing. A lot of digital marketing agencies and um, marketing firm owners that are listening. Yeah. So what advice can you give? Well, I would say the first thing for this industry and for every industry is to really focus on those values, um, create a wonderful culture, do your best to appreciate your team, to listen to them. I think that's absolutely essential. And beyond that, I think a next step is to really focus on expertise and growth, like ensure you and your team are continually learning, are keeping up with Google, with Facebook, with Instagram, with uh, the latest algorithms that you're up to date and you know what's happening because your clients probably don't have the time or expertise to do that on their own. And those things are just absolutely essential. And then create great content, you know, whether it's videos or blog articles, like share your expertise, give it away. People will find it online, they'll appreciate it, and they'll denote that value towards you. I think those are some important steps. Agree. I agree with that. And for our listeners who wanted to connect with you, uh, wanted to work with you or partner with you, what's the best way to do that? Or is there anything else that you wanted to, to, to promote? Well, go to bluecompass.com and that's mm -hmm. our website and you can learn all about us. If you want to check out more about me, just go to drewharden.com. That's Drew, H-A-R-D-E-N. And I have all kinds of information about me on there. Uh, we have a lot of, again, videos on YouTube. You can see some of our expertise. We're all over social media. So feel free to check it out. Awesome. Awesome. And Drew, it's pretty amazing having you on in our show. So the information that you provide, super insightful and can even consider it as liquid gold. So um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Again, it's an honor to have you in our show, Drew. Appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.